everyone, welcome to Knickknack Nerd. I'm Greg, and I'm here with my friend Anto. And today, we are divulging the secrets of starting a podcast for just ten dollars. Pretty cool. You can you can make a podcast for pretty damn cheap um, these days. Don't really need a lot of uh, fancy software, fancy equipment, fancy servers, nothing. Just pick up a mic, start casting, and we'll show you the way. Right, Anto? That's right. That's right. So we're going to go through equipment. We're going to go through software. We're going to go through hosting, how to host it, set up an RSS feed, get on Apple iTunes, get on Spotify, get on Stitcher, get on Overcast, get on whatever else you want to get on. Once you have that RSS feed, you're golden. You're good to go. Um, And a lot of this stuff can be set up absolutely free, which is pretty cool. And should I... everything. Yeah, almost everything. Um, The only thing that we paid for setting up this podcast... Uh, was a domain name for $10. That's it. Everything else is free. Um, and we're, we're going to show you that. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we should. I think I, I think I have it set up to auto-renew. Well, so we, we should be good. Um, so we're, we're going to step you through uh, what equipment uh, you'll need to get started. I think that that's where we'll start. Um, so... When you're looking for equipment, obviously, you need a microphone, right? Um, there's lots of mics that you probably have just lying around your office, um, stuff that you use um, just for video calls and and things like that. Now, stuff in your laptop, not going to be the most high-fidelity, highest audiophile quality mic that you might um, hear other people use in podcast recordings to get that thick sounding voice uh, but you know you can do pretty well and get get into the groove and uh, if you're tentative about you know starting a podcast or anything like that you can at least start and uh, start recording with your with your buddy and uh, and uh, figure out if or by yourself or, or by yourself yeah a lot of people podcast by themselves too um, whether you're doing like a scripted podcast or you know just talking uh, <laughs> about whatever, right? So um, your equipment that you have lying around uh, can be pretty good. Now Anto got a uh, like a USB um, condenser mic. Uh, he upgraded when when we uh, when we all got into the pandemic and and stuff like that and. Uh, what were you using before? Are we using one of my mics or? Uh, before we were just hanging out at, at your place uh, using oh, yeah. your awesome stuff. Um, but then the pandemic hit and I didn't have anything I really felt comfortable using. So um, thankfully I ended up ordering it kind of before all the lockdowns happened. So there wasn't like a big shortage or anything. Um, but so yeah, I got a like Blue Yeti USB microphone came in this kit with like a mounting arm and like vibration anti-vibration mounting equipment so i don't know it's been awesome sounds great i think yeah i think so too and uh we're not sponsored by blue yeti at all it's just uh yeah they're they're pretty good uh intro level uh mic company i believe they're bought by logitech 
I think they were bought by someone. I'm not sure if it was Logitech or someone else, but they were definitely purchased by by one of the larger like consumer electronics companies for sure. Yeah, so they're they're a a pretty popular um, kind of intro level uh, microphone that is still like you're getting into more higher quality mic, and that'll take you pretty far into podcasting. Um, but Anton wrote down here: um, use what you can and upgrade later. Uh, which is a really good point. Just uh, you know, start start recording. You have your your phone. Uh, most people have cell phones these days. If you have a flip phone, for the love of God, don't use that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you have you know a relatively new iPhone, the mics in there are getting better and better. Um, so you know that's an option. Um, if you have a gaming headset, that's another option. Um, a lot of the microphones on uh, gaming headsets and just other headsets are tuned to voice um, and they cut out a lot of the higher frequency range. Um, and this is just because uh, intelligible speech is within, it's within 8,000 hertz, which is like what they send over telephone lines. Um, so you don't get a really rich, vibrant sounding voice because you're losing a lot of the higher frequency ranges, which really kind of fills out and a lot of the lower stuff as well. And it really fills out and makes your voice sound really smooth and and, and beautiful when you use uh, a higher quality mic. Um, so you do kind of lose that if you're going to use your your gaming headset or a phone or you know something like that. But um, it's a good starting point, uh, like Anto said. So you can go ahead and and, uh, and use those. Um, and Anto probably noticed when he upgraded to his Blue Yeti, just the audio quality difference. Like it, it's a big jump just recording from like laptop mic or something like that right oh it's a huge jump but the other thing that was that was actually really interesting to me was how much more quiet i had to make my house right more sensitive <laughs> because it, it was literally picking up everything yeah you should go through your your pre-podcast recording ritual because it's hilarious i love it oh yeah, yeah so i i make sure my furnace isn't gonna turn on i put it on like eco mode I have, I have a, a switch um, for my my fridge, so I turn off my fridge down here because it's like really close by, and I have like hardwood floors down here, and the the sound travels really really well, um, and it was driving me insane. I, I actually use my MacBook instead of my desktop PC because the fans on my desktop are like they're not loud, but when I hear them uh, playing back a recording, it it seems loud to me and it's annoying, so. I, yeah, you uh, can you can hear it my for MacBook. sure. Yeah, like I have in my gaming rig, I have the the same thing you have, the liquid cooling with uh, Noctua fans, and it's mm -hmm. just it's too loud for for recording audio. You do have that fan noise in the background. Um, so I actually record. I used to record off my laptop, but that thing overheats like nobody's business. Um, so I use my Mac Pro, my garbage can computer, and uh, you know it works works pretty well for that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, if you have like a furnace in your room that blows pretty loud, you know, turn that off, um, especially when you start getting into the more sensitive microphones. Um, if you're living with roommates, record late at night. Um, me and Anto record like it's 11 p.m. right now and, you know, we're just booting up and starting. Um, that's because, you know, everyone everyone went to bed and uh, me, me and Anto are night owls. So we're, we're pretty much always up late. Um, yeah, video everyone's games in bed, out. including the dog. Yep. Dogs, well, kids, all sleeping. Yeah. Anto, Anto had like a, a really good thought 
about, you know, why, why we stay up late. And we both have kids and stuff like that. And he was saying, you know, I just, late time is me time. And it's uninterruptible. Everyone's in bed. And uh, it's just, it's time for me to get my stuff done. You know? And I'm like, I feel exactly the same way. That's awesome. So, yeah, there's you know, actually, there's, there is some sort of Japanese phrase or word that uh, means exactly that. And I, I can't remember what it was. Maybe I'll post it in the show notes. Sweet. Um, but it was so funny when I read it. Nice. You're like, that that encompasses me as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we should, um, uh, actually, let, let's talk about um, kind of like the real swanky recording equipment that you can get into um, first before we get into um, kind of our methodology for recording. Um, and, and, you know, how we stitch everything together and, and all that. Sure. Um, especially now that we're, you know, in a pandemic and, and we have to record remotely. Um, I think that that would be pretty informative. Um, so I, I guess the intro level gear would be like phone, gaming headset, anything like that. And then a step up from that would be like a USB uh, condenser mic or anything that's like, here's a mic for podcasting. Um, and then after that, you have... Uh, getting into the swankier side, as Anto said, you have uh, your recording equipment, like an audio interface um, on your computer, and that'll usually have preamps in it. So it'll take your, basically your your audio signal from the mic and, you know, jump up the, the audio levels in it, jump up the gain. Um, usually they have like tube condensers in them. Um, well, basically like amplifiers within it. Um, and, and just gives it like a, a pretty warm sound. Um, so with those, um, usually it requires like a separate cable. It's called an uh, XLR cable, uh, just like a microphone cable. Um, and, and you plug that into the audio interface and the audio interface plugs into USB on your computer. Um, and then there used to be Firewire um, audio interfaces back in the day. Uh, that were really popular, but USB kind of reigned supreme. Um, and then there used to be like audio cards, and I think that there still are that you actually are. plug into your computer, like PCI Express slot in there, and then you can plug in right into the back of your computer. Um, but those are, I, I guess, for like consumer grade kind of stuff, mm, not not so popular. Um, usually, just like a, a USB audio interface costs you like a hundred bucks um to get like a, a a two-in audio interface for you know two microphones you only need one just your microphone right um or if we ever get to a point where humans can be in the same room together again um get get one with two slots for you and your buddy so that you can uh, record together um but if you have to record remotely um Antel, you want to go over the you know what we do yeah sure so uh, both Greg and I run a piece of software, free software, called Audacity on our computers. Um, and that records the input from our microphones. We start recording at about the same time. Um, so we, we set that up, get our, our levels all set, and then we start recording. Um, and then at the end of each session, I would take my, my MP3 of, of the recording that I did, and then I upload that to Google Drive and share it with Greg and he downloads it and mixes them together so it sounds like we're in the same room hopefully 
Yep. Um, and he's actually, you know, ma- whipped up a bit of uh, computer nerd magic to, <laughs> to speed that process up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was basically getting tired of um, taking Anto's track, taking my track, and uh, basically you have to time align them because Anto might hit record slightly before or slightly after me. So you have to basically do a time alignment, match them up, and then cut out kind of like awkward silences that happen, stuff like that, um, inject any ads or do music underlays, um, rip out breaks. So essentially, you know, whenever we want to take a break, we say, all right, we're going to take a break. And then uh, we break, we actually cut the audio there. And then Anto and I just, you know, shoot the shit for like 20 minutes and just talk about things. <laughs> and then uh, and then we, we hop back and then say, all right, yeah, we're going to get back to it. Um, so then we have to cut out all that kind of like dead audio. Um, so there, there's a fair amount of work that goes into uh, post-processing it. Um, and you can do all of that in Audacity. Um, I, I just wrote a program that kind of you know matches everything up, does a time alignment, cuts out awkward silences, puts some like audio effects on it to make us sound really good. And uh, I'm hoping to put that up um, online for free for people um, to test it out and stuff like that. I'll probably post on Reddit um, when I have a bit more time um, after the holidays here. But that'd be pretty fun for people to play around with. Um, and then uh, while we're recording, so that Anto can hear me and uh, I can hear Anto, we just hop on Discord, um, which is another kind of free service. Um, it has video, so you can pop on your video uh, camera, you can see each other's faces, and um, you can hear me talk. But we don't record the audio through Discord. Like, I don't record Anto's voice through Discord because it compresses all of the audio to send it. Um, so that it's real time. You want the like the high quality audio. That's why Anto records on his end. I record on my end, and we mash them together. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, when they podcast, and for example, like if they're interviewing someone, they'll get um, uh, someone in over Zoom, and they'll just record the whole Zoom chat and use that audio. It, don't do that. Don't do that. Just get them to record on their end in whatever they have, because it'll be better quality. Even if they're using like a laptop spe- or a laptop yeah, microphone, I think uh, I think everyone's heard that podcast where where the other guy is on Zoom or Skype or or whatever it may be, and like you have like the podcast person, like the host who's asking the guy questions, they get the conversation. His sounds super slick and smooth, yeah. And then the other guy sounds like he's in a bathroom with tile walls, and <laughs> That's no <right>. paintings. <laughs> yeah, like when when you're uh, in a nightclub or uh, at a rock concert or something and you go to the bathroom and everything just sounds super muffled and bassy always that yeah, that like it's, one uh, it's awful yeah yeah so and it, it it does make it hard to listen to a podcast even if you really like the host and uh just if there's bad audio quality it's just like it's just harder to listen to right um oh and i guess another piece of equipment that's really handy is get a pop filter Pop filters are like a ten dollar five yeah five, five ten bucks, bucks. Um, five bucks on Amazon or if you want, um, and you know you have some old pantyhose or your wife has some old pantyhose, stretch yeah. that around. Or if you have some old pantyhose, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I said that. Um, but yeah, so like just take some old pantyhose and and stretch it over something, throw that in front of your microphone, bam, pop filter. 
Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, back when we were recording, um, I think first year university, we didn't have a pop filter in the micro in the uh, over the microphone in the, in a studio, and it was just like a grad studio that we set up, and we uh, got uh, the guy's mom's pantyhose and stretched it over uh, a clothes hanger. That's what we did, and then yeah. I just sang over Easy. it, and it's free. But you know, if you want to also spend like five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. It's basically just like a little mesh thing that sits over and um, it reduces plosives. Um, so plosives are just consonants uh, like a, a P, like a P or a, a B. A and they just Yeah, just anything that's like a pop. That's why it's called a pop filter. Um, and it, it just really is another thing that cleans up audio and just makes it more pleasant to listen to. Yeah, you don't have those jarring sounds. Um throughout the podcast it's not gonna just like the p's and the b's aren't just gonna catch your attention and distract you from from the gut what they're actually saying yeah yeah and also don't uh don't eat the microphone either there's no need to eat a microphone just take a step back especially breathing there's nothing worse than listening to a podcast and you can hear one of the hosts just like breathing into the microphone i i hate that um so uh, there's just little things uh, that you can do that r- drastically improve audio quality, even without spending money on crazy mics. Because you, you can spend literally thousands and thousands of dollars on a mic. It, it comes down to also, you know, how are you using it too? You can get a $100 mic and make it sound like gold if you have the right, um, right settings and uh, the right environment and stuff like that. So... Um, don't feel like you need to splurge on like a, like Joe Rogan uses a, a sure, I think SM7B, which is kind of like a, a standard high-end podcast mic, but it's also like 500 bucks. Um, I use like a, what is it? Like a CAD. This thing is like 200 bucks, condenser microphone, something like that, 250. Um, I think it sounds pretty damn great. So you don't need to, uh, you know, shell out for a crazy microphone or anything like that. Um, any any other like equipment? Like you said, you have a, a shock filter. I have a little shock filter for my mic, but I'm not sure it's really necessary. Just because, you know, things aren't really in motion in, yeah, in like my, a podcast setting. Mine's mounted setting. to my desk, and I fidget, so yeah, I I think it's a requirement here. Yeah, it could be. Um, do you have any other like equipment or anything you use, Anto? Uh. Oh, you know what? A chair that's not squeaky. Non-squeaky chair, yep. yep. Yeah, non-squeaky chair, that will drive you mental uh, if you're recording, and every time you move, your chair squeaks. Yep. And and another kind of good tip is um, if you are kind of prone to fidgeting, and you know maybe you're a little bit nervous or you know whatever, um, try and stay off of a swivel chair, because um, it's really bad uh, for microphone dynamics. Um, just in terms of like the quality of what you're recording, if you're swiveling back and forth and you're not speaking directly into the mic, like if you keep going side to side as you're doing it, because you're going back and forth in the chair, like I just did, um, it just sounds a little bit off. Like you'll be going further and closer to the mic. Um, and, and a lot of people do that, um, when they're speaking. Um, and, and I guess like maybe it's like a nervous habit or something like that, but, um, Another easy thing to correct, so just don't even give yourself a swivel chair. Yeah, I specific like my chair swivels, but I specifically like lock the tilt 
mechanism because that's what I'm more prone to like wanting to tilt back. Right. Uh, that, that's that's something that I do like when I'm getting comfortable and really to like you know go on for like a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably lean. Yeah. Back. Yeah, um, and take so like, I lock it so I can't. And take all clicky pens away from you, just so you're not even tempted. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Did you just drop a clicky pen, Anto? <laughs> I dropped. I dropped a screw. You see this? Yeah. I dropped the screw. Did you hear that? Did, I did. Yeah. I thought don't do that. I thought I said, and just take all the clicky pens away from you, and you just dropped it. <laughs> I also have a, a keyboard switch right here. Like, I have to. I have to put those away from me. Yeah. I'll, I'll just fidget with those. All cherry day. red, or is this no, a silent that, one? That's uh, that's a clear, but so not as as loud as like a blue or something, but yeah. louder than a red. Nice. I used to have this um, this mechanical keyboard, and it was supposed to be the silent version. It was called a DOS keyboard, and uh, it was one of the ones that didn't have any um, uh, labels on the keys, and it was a mechanical keyboard, and it drove everyone in my office mental, even though it was a silent. And they're like, holy, what is the click one if that one is a silent one? And I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, guys. I like this, uh, yeah, like this my, keyboard. Uh... It's nice. My keyboard is super loud. Like I can't even. Drives, I can't really hear that. Oh, it it drives my wife crazy. When, like we're working from home, and she has to work upstairs, and I work downstairs because because <laughs> of the keyboard. She can't stand the the clickety clack. Nice. Yeah, uh, when me and my wife were in a, a smaller apartment, um, uh, she'd be in the other room, and I'd have the clickety click mechanical keyboard going, and I'd be playing Diablo, which is you know a lot of mouse clicking, a lot of keyboard <laughs> clicking. And she's like, oh, is that the clickety-click game? I'm like, yep, that's it. That's Diablo. So that's what she calls Diablo. So if you ever hear Kelly, you know, okay. say the clickety-click game. That's what it is. <laughs> now I know. Um, all right, so um, getting into software, so like actually recording uh, your microphone. We mentioned Audacity. It's free. It's open source. Um, I have other fancy, uh, they're called DAWs, digital audio workstations. Like I have uh, Cubase, which is like a $800 piece of software. Um, there's Logic Pro um, and just, you know, GarageBand that you have available if you're using a Mac. Um, I don't even use those for podcast. I just straight up use Audacity. Um, it's just so much easier. There's literally a big red button you press and it just starts recording you. Everything works. It's lightweight. Um, a lot of my DAWs have um security dongles so like little usbs you have to plug in um you know so that they can do basically like pirate protection and stuff um it's just a hassle to load them up and kind of overkill for podcasting i think um so just use audacity that's what i say um yeah and then you were you, you don't even have to use audacity right like um like the guys we host our podcast with anchor.fm they actually have a like a editing tool. When you upload your podcast, you can edit it through. I don't know how it works or how good it is, but there are tools available for that. If you're like really afraid of you know software like Audacity, you could use some stuff like that. That's probably uh, taking a lot of the even more of the the choices away from you, so you can only do a few things um, and really simplify it down. Yeah, and then hopefully I get around to. Um... Uh, putting my podcast uh, editor and cutter out there and hopefully help some people. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. That thing's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it, it's taken basically my workflow. It, it used to be about three hours to cut up our podcast. 
um, and listen to it and make sure everything was great. And now um, from opening up the software to exporting the, the FLAC file is uh, 15 minutes. So it's really, uh, really helped me out. Although it took, you know, a lot longer to develop the software. So I guess we have to consider yeah, but you had a lot of time. fun doing that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a heck of a lot of fun putting that together. Um, all right, cool. Let's um, let's take a short break, and then uh, and then we can get into how to host your podcast. Amazon is a website that will ship you anything you need in life, literally anything. You can even buy uranium ore and start your own nuclear reactor today. Sign up for an Amazon Prime subscription and get two-day free shipping, access to Prime Video and music streaming services, and 20% off diapers delivered right to your door. You don't even need to take off your pajamas. Sign up for Prime using the link bit.ly forward slash Amazon Knickknack Nerd, which also supports this podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. Uh, we're gonna hop right into hosting your podcast um, on basically you know, a web host, and uh, basically in the end, you will get a link that is an RSS feed. Uh, do you know what RSS stands for? You're usually pretty good with acronyms. Um, I can't. I can't. God, I, I I do know what it stands for, but I don't know what it stands no, for. I have no idea. Uh, something syndicated something. RSS. We're just gonna look it up. Uh, it is really simple syndication. Hey, you're pretty close with the syndicate thing. Yeah. Cool. Um, so basically, it's a web feed um, that allows applications to basically get updates about things. So you might see like an R- RSS mm-hmm. um, button. It's kind of like the little audio kind of looking thing, um, like a little wave. Um, on like a blog software because you know people write a new blog post and then everyone it kind of like proliferates the update to everything that is subscribed to listen to that that endpoint. Um, so essentially, that's what you want your web host to do for you. So uh, what the web hosting is doing is you're paying. Well, you can pay for certain services to host your uh, podcast audio. Um, in the cloud. Um, so there's things like um, SoundCloud, uh, which we used to use. Actually, when we set up the podcast, we did the first, um, I think, three episodes on SoundCloud. Um, first two, and then the third one, we ran out of space. Right, because we, we actually misread it. Um, and honestly, I think that we were kind of duped <laughs> because I'm, I'm <laughs> almost positive that when we were setting it up, they said three hours of podcast upload time per month. And then it, they just, it was three hours total for your whole account. And I'm almost, I don't, I think we were duped. I'm going to go, I'm going to come out and say it. I think we were duped. However, um, so now SoundCloud is, um, you get three hours of uh, upload time for free. And then you have to sign up for their premium account, which is something like 10 bucks a month or something like that. As far as price goes, yeah, it's not too bad, but it's also 10 bucks a month. And you, you can know, do better. You can do better. You can do free. So um, then Anto and I looked around because, uh, you know, we want to set up a podcast on the cheap. We don't want a whole bunch of overhead to be paying and then like 
split things at the end of the year and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, we, we just... Yeah, uh, we're, we're doing this for fun. Yeah, it's for fun. Um, we're not making money off of it, right? So uh, this is just a, a fun project for us to do. And if it can cost us as little as possible, that is the way to go. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's, that's you know, the whole purpose of the episode. Uh, eventually, we paid 10 bucks. Pretty good. Um, so then we were looking around after the whole uh, SoundCloud debacle, after we realized we'd been had. Um, well, not been had. You know, their company. They need to make money, too. Um, but then we found um, Anchor.fm. Um, so this is a, a startup hosting platform for podcasts specifically. And they were bought out by Spotify. Um, and for some reason, they're totally free and uh, still remain free, even after all of this for time. Now. So um, it probably won't always be that way. I don't know what their end game is in terms of, you know, how this startup uh, eventually plans to, to make revenue and turn a profit. That kind of remains to be seen. I know that they have some integrations with advertisers. So you can, um, if you're in the United States, um, you can sign up to say, I would like to um, be enrolled in like an affiliate program with a company. Um, I'm in like a technology sector for my podcast or I'm in like arts or I'm in music or, you know, whatever. Um, and they will automatically try and set you up with a bunch of like corporate sponsors. And yeah, you... They will, they will... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, they will, like, for free, match ads into your podcast. Um, you, you pick the spots in your podcast where you want them to go, and they will insert them. Yeah. Free of charge um, and kind of manage the whole thing for you, which is, like, really nice feature if uh, if you're not into managing that stuff yourself and, and if it's available to you. Mm-hmm. So right now, that that's an optional feature, as in, like, you don't have to put in ads if you don't want to. Um, however, I could totally see that that's the way that this company migrates um, to to start making revenue, like making it off of um, off of affiliate programs and and um, you know turning ads um, on their users yeah. in in return I, I for free see, hosting. I could see it going a direction where like you pay X dollars a month uh, for hosting, mm-hmm. or you run our ads. Yeah, yep that that's a, that could totally happen as well. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way that the software industry is going. A lot of, you know, we'll give you this service for free. And certainly that's true with Google products. But in return, you either pay by listening to ads or you pay by um, essentially selling your data. So, um, you know, read the privacy policies, read the um, terms of, of use, terms of service, that kind of stuff. Um, and you can learn a lot about um, how you're actually funding a project. Um, yeah, well, they they already probably are collecting a bunch of data on who's listening to what for how long and what yeah. the engagement is. Like, they have all the information available to you. And I'm sure they, they have a way or are planning on having a way to monetize that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's, that's kind of the two um, hosting platforms that we tried. There's a plethora out there. Um, but SoundCloud looked like it was going to work for us. To be you know really really cheap um with the three hours per month but ended up not not being that way um anchor.fm is fantastic so far and uh meets all of our needs and is completely free so put that up on the price tag anto a big fat zero big fat zero big fat zero 
Um, so still, we're at zero. Yeah, Equipment, I mean, free. You know, use what you have around. Software, free. Use Audacity. Hosting, free. Use Anchor.fm. Bam. So far, it's all pretty easy stuff. Doesn't require any additional knowledge of uh, other than, hey, I'm a guy with a microphone. Yeah, or a gal. Or a gal. Yep. Um, so the next stuff, getting into uh, setting up a website for... Um, for your podcast um to to get into the free territory um you might need a little bit more chops in terms of computer knowledge but not too bad um anto set this up for us um with uh, a service called netlify um also completely free um so that's knickknacknerd.com um, and I'll let him take it away because, uh, you know, he just did this whole side. So I actually don't know that much about it. Yeah. So uh, the way we're set up, which is the completely free way, um, there, there's a couple other ways you could do it completely free. We'll go into that after. But the way we chose to was to use GitHub, um, which is like an online uh, code sharing repository sort of uh, website. Um, if you're into development at all, you know what that is. Um, and if you're not, it's really easy to get started. So you can, so we use Git, GitHub in conjunction with Netlify, which is itself just a service that um, takes static web pages and loads them onto a content delivery network to make them load faster all over the place. But Net, Netlify has this really cool um, part to their, their software where they will, um, it's kind of based on using a, JavaScript framework called Gatsby, or they also have work with Next.js, I believe. Um, and what, so, what was the those, other one? It was Jekyll or something like that. Jekyll is like, yeah, Jekyll's another one, yeah, for sure. So it, it works with those, and what those are are based they're, they're JavaScript frameworks that take your take your like dynamic site that's you know uses JavaScript to to make your dynamic site, and it chops them up. It renders them into HTML's pages, like for however many pages that you have, um, for really good uh, search engine optimization, and it it loads them up onto GitHub pages and then serves that um, as your website, and it does that in an automated way. So, like, what I do when I when I update the website is I have uh, I update this text file, I upload a new text file for for the episode that has all the links and whatever for the pictures. Uh, I just upload that to GitHub, and then Netlify notices that there's a new file there, and it adds it to the website through this automated process. So um, it does require some like front-end web development know-how. Um, if you're familiar with JavaScript and specifically the the front-end workflow uh, using things like Webpack and Gatsby and and stuff like that, it's not that difficult to get into if if you're have some experience with uh, programming and front end. Um, there's definitely template templates you can get into uh, to do that. I think um, I think to Netlify run also, the I think to run the Netlify template, like to set up a site on Netlify, you go to the Netlify uh, GitHub and you clone the repo. So you you mm -hmm. clone the their code base into your like little personal sandbox on GitHub, and bam, you just have a site. And you can just modify Yeah, so it. I was just going to get into that. So we also use a thing called Netlify CMS, which Content Management System is what that stands for. 
Um, and so that that makes it work basically exactly like WordPress. If, if, you, if you've ever used WordPress, you go in, you log in, um, and you click, you know, new episode, and you can click the link to, I put in like our SoundCloud or our Anchor FM link in there, uh, put in the title, some description, the show notes and that stuff. I put that all in there and I click upload and it handles everything for me behind the scenes uh, once I've got everything set up, cloning that repo. Yeah, so basically uh, once you have it set up, then you just don't need any programming anything really. Like you just go, basically right. you go to the your web address and then you go forward slash, I think admin, and then you put in um, your username and password that you set up through the CMS. And then it basically gives you like, what do you want to add to the site? And you go, I'm going to add a new episode. And then you throw in all the info yeah. that, that Anto said and you hit save. And then, you know, it releases it onto the, the content delivery network. And in two minutes, your site's updated. Easy peasy. And you just yep. don't need to touch code after that. Yeah, the, the only place where you would really have to touch code after that first time is if you want to change uh, the layout or the template right. or, or or anything visual, like how things are presented. Um, there are like Netlify and, and Gatsby have a bunch of different uh, templates that you could use if, if you want to. And so we took one of those and we, tw we tweaked from yeah, there I think we to, used a, to get something like we like. A coffee, a cafe template yeah. website kind of thing it had yeah, a whole we, bunch of like we started coffee there beans and, and, stuff and we made on some it. like really small tweaks only yeah we we had um, it set up in to get to where we were oh like an evening spread and you yeah you, you it, did. it probably took me an hour yeah like uh probably an hour yeah not not too bad and um like anto anto knows some code um but he's not a, a programmer by trade or, or anything like that like he's tinkered around with with a bunch of different stuff like a little bit of iOS, iOS app stuff here and there, um, a little bit of like front end stuff, a little bit of Python, um, just like some some odd job stuff, a little bit of Arduino C code and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't think that he would term himself an expert or anything like that. Um, definitely not an expert. I would say uh, I'm definitely, you know, more familiar than than someone that's entry level. And yeah. I would say so too. I'm pretty comfortable diving in and figuring things out and and getting something a little bit more complicated going. Mm -hmm. But there there are a lot of uh, but blog definitely posts not an expert to um to set up uh this kind of software and set up a site. Oh like, yeah, even on the Netlify, like you can find a blog post easily on like something like Medium or yeah. or wherever, and uh, you know it'll like if you just look up blog blog post on Netlify CMS, you'll find probably like pretty good step-by-step -step directions on how to at least get something yeah. going. And then you can go from there. And if you're using uh, any sort of templates that are available to you, you're not writing code. You're just cop like maybe even copy and pasting some things here and there, but you're mostly just writing content for the site. Like what text you actually want to have on the site and putting in an yeah. image here and putting in an image there. Like you're, it's not really writing code, so yeah, I wouldn't be um, too trepidatious about that, right? Yeah, we just we did a little bit of. Uh, we did because we thought it was fun. Tinkering, yeah. Like so, we added uh, a widget so we could paste in our our link to our anchor, and it would post a nice embed. anchor embed in yeah. there, really, really nicely, um, and as an easy way for us to go forward, so we don't have to like go paste in their html thing every time yeah but like nothing crazy like 
it was just like small little small little edits we made to to make our life easier yeah i can't believe how fast we had everything set up on on that side like it, it was really speedy um yeah so yeah that's definitely a, so that's a, a completely free way yeah yeah there there's another completely free way you could host it yourself um on your own computer if you wanted or if you have um like an, an old amazon instance or, or DigitalOcean instance going already like you could post it on there it wouldn't it takes up like zero processing cycles basically like serving a static site so it's not crazy you could even serve it on um like a aws bucket right yep uh, and i think because aws right now they have a year free on the free tier so you use um micro mm-hmm. instances which aren't too powerful, but if you're just starting a podcast, you know, you're not going to be serving like really heavy load or anything like that, or need to like scale up to, you know, 10 instances or something like that. So, um, just using, you know, their free tier stuff is more than, more than fine. Um, Oh, it's even overkill. I think, I think so too. Um, and then also, um, I've, I've set up servers like this before. Um, I just, if you have an old laptop or it doesn't even have to be that powerful, um, maybe something a little bit more powerful than a Raspberry Pi or something like that, but you can use a Raspberry Pi, no problem. Yeah, you think it'd be powerful enough? Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a Raspberry Pi three would be would do it, no problem. I wouldn't use a zero, but a Raspberry Pi three would be perfect. Yeah, um, especially for a smaller website, um, where where you know you're not having like thousands of hits per day and stuff like that. Um, like it's not rendering anything. It's literally just taking something from a folder and serving that up. Yeah. Um, so you, it requires very a little right? bit so. more um, networking knowledge because you have to go into your router and you have to uh, basically forward a port, uh, port 80, which is um, you know how HTTP is served. Um, yeah. So also uh, your web provider or the, your ISP may block port 80. So that's something to, to think about. Too. Yeah. And there's some fancy stuff that you can do to get around that, but... And there's probably some blog posts that you can read if you want to do that. Like, I have this old laptop kicking around, and I can probably just serve my website for free. Um, the thing is, um, if you ever turn off that machine or you have your power goes out, you have a power surge, anything like that, then your your site is down. Just just yep. a heads up if you want to do that If way. your internet goes down, if your dog unplugs the router. Um... Website is down. Um, so that's kind of the, I guess the, the downside of hosting it yourself, you know, also yep. free. Um, yeah. So. Talking about using equipment that's just lying around, right? Yeah. And then if you want to get into like five bucks a month, um, you can throw it on something like Squarespace. I'm pretty sure they have an integration, uh, that, that works for podcasts. Very zero zero work required on your part basically to get that going so yeah i think it was like five or five or ten bucks a month or something like that like you can get yeah. hosting decently cheap these days we are just looking for you know bare bones um what can we actually get and that was like part of the part of the challenge of it like what <laughs> what can we set up for absolutely free um yeah and it was pretty phenomenal what we ended up setting up yeah, like the reason we went with what we did, like I was playing around with Gatsby on the side for some other stuff, um, and I was like, "Hey, let's let's use this Netlify CMS thing. Uh, it's based on Gatsby, and we get the benefit of our our website being on a CDN, 
which is normally a pain in the ass kind of to set up if you're if you're doing something yourself hosted right yep um but uh if they're doing it for you for free why say no to that i agree say yes to free um say yes to free man yeah so yeah like anto said there's you know wordpress or square pa- square space um good secondary square options pages, i like that <laughs> um that's decently cheap um if you if, he wrote if you would rather just pay someone just for the sake of paying them <laughs> if you can't be bothered to do uh you know put in a little elbow grease to to get the the plumbing hooked up yep but it was literally an hour and yep. we we drank a couple beers we had we had like everything set up within basically a night for the whole podcast it was great we just down we were fueled by beer um now that explains a lot i think it, it does it's amazing <laughs> things work <laughs> um you wanna, i'm always amazed when things I work know, right uh you want to take a short break yeah let's take a quick one let's do it humble bundle is a video game subscription service that selects a bunch of fun games each month and you choose which games you want to keep forever with a subscription, you also get a 20% discount off of thousands of games on the Humble Store. I often find myself browsing Steam not knowing what I want to play, when that time could be better spent trying a handful of good hand-picked games. Sign up for a Humble Choice Basic or Premium subscription using the link bit.ly forward slash humble nerd. Your subscription not only gets you a handful of great video games, but also supports this podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. So, like, once you have all this stuff set up, your your hosting, your equipment, uh, you got your website, you're gonna need a name for your podcast. Like, if you don't have that, what do you have? <laughs> so philosophical. You're getting very existential with me. So philosophical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is just what we did uh, for coming up with a name. We threw a bunch of things back and forth, and then oh, we have this uh, at the top Greg's of the Google Doc. Wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, an enormous list. So Greg's wife Kelly came up with I think like thirty or forty different names. Also, yep. Um, I think we deleted it from the and po- from the the ones we came up with between the two of us were just terrible. Yeah, they were. Um, let's see, what were some of them? I I think we deleted them. Hold on, where are they? Oh, we deleted them. See, Thank God. See full history. Okay, you keep talking. I'm gonna dig up some of these old names because they're they're probably real good. Yeah. So so in the end, uh, Kelly's suggestion won out. That's how we got Nick Mac. I have. I think we that was really fast. We liked that a lot. Name ideas. Yeah, it was really Here good. Here we go. Nerdzy, uh, Neo Geek, Nerdu, Nerd Niche, Geekium, Geeks to Geeks, Geeks with an X. How cool. Geekolony, interesting. <laughs> uh, geeky with an IE. Psygeek or Psynerd. Uh, Nerdus. Uh, Geeklink. Honored. That's actually pretty good. Honored, but it's uh, spelt like, you know, I'm honoring yeah. you. Honored. That's fantastic. I'm really glad we didn't pick that. Oh, I love it. It's great. <laughs> um, Hackadoo. Hackmate. Hackdoor. Hackably. That sounds like a startup um hobby doc all these sounds like terrible startups and hobbier and skillage <laughs> there we go some real gems we we had some real gems um, so 
everything that I just listed was um, stuff that Anto and I came up with. And then Kelly walks into my office and she's like, what about knickknack nerd? <laughs> just out of nowhere. She had a bunch of other things. But, I think she uh, did. I think she had like three or that four. That was one of um, them. Three or four ideas, but yeah. You know, bless my wife. We, we could have yeah. had um, hackably. She saved us from ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what wives are good for, right? Yes. Yep, here we go. One of the many things. Yep. All right, so once once you have a name that's awesome, like Knickknack Nerd, um, you need to get a domain name. Uh, Greg, do you remember where we got our domain name? Um, there's There's many places where you can buy them um and and i guess places that i've bought them before um i've currently been buying my domain names from netfirms uh .ca they also have a .com well, we're just based out of canada so we use the the .ca mm-hmm. um there's netfirms you can buy them straight from amazon um so if you go to um aws amazon web service you can buy it from from there and you'll have access to route 53 um which is basically their um, certificate manager and their DNS and, and all that. Um, it's a little bit more complicated to kind of get in there and set up because they just assume that you're a developer if you're on AWS. So I would maybe not recommend that for someone who just wants to buy a domain name. Like I would recommend uh, if you're looking to buy a domain name, you can buy from Google, but I try not to. Um, but I've used Hover before. I find theirs is like really straightforward. Their UI is is really nice, and, cool. and things are really straightforward in there. So that's one. Um, you could go with GoDaddy or, or yeah, one of I've the, bought something from GoDaddy before. GoDaddy clones. Yeah. Um, but like, really, just find the one that has uh, the domain name you want uh, the cheapest. Yeah, and and usually you can get domain names. Um, like ours is ten bucks Canadian a year. That's it, and that that's usually the cheapest that that I've seen for any domain name. Sometimes you can get them for five ninety nine mm-hmm. Canadian. Um so this would be like three That's bucks three bucks US. Um but typically yeah ten dollars Canadian which is what seven bucks US uh a year. So I guess for our, like that, yeah. we have mostly US listeners. I don't know why. But um so I guess it would we be how, how to start a podcast for seven dollars. There you go. Just for you, you. Yeah, we should, we should. Ten dollars Canadian. Ten dollars Canadian. Um, yeah. So it, it's ten bucks a year. Like this is literally the first thing and the only thing that we paid for. Um, yeah, that's less than a dollar a month. Yeah. Um, so uh, once you buy it, regardless of you know where you buy it, whether it's Hover, whether it's Netfirms, whether it's AWS, GoDaddy, you know whatever, um, you you purchase it. And in the setup, um, so you, you'll click on the domain that you just bought um, within the little dashboard, and they're pretty much all the same. And you'll go to name servers. Um, it'll list two, usually two. Or three. Yeah, sometimes two three. Two or three. Two or three. Um, uh, they kind of look like domain, like a, like a web address or something like that. And usually it's like ns1. Like netfirms dot whatever dot whatever and it's basically just a routing that tells um hooks up the domain to where you're hosting your stuff so um basically you have like some sort of think of it like cloud storage where you're hosting your files and when people type in for example knickknacknerd.com 
it needs to know like where do I route people to to host to to grab these files to serve people, um, and that's exactly what those um, name servers do. So on the other end, so in Netlify, um, there's basically a bunch of fields that say put in your name servers, and you just copy paste um, those little URLs and you put them um, onto your hosting service, so where you're actually hosting your files, and then you press save. And then it usually takes a little bit of time. It's usually, um, it can be up to two days. I've waited two days yeah. for things to kind of distribute across the network and, and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes yeah, it's anytime fast. Anytime between like 10 minutes and 48 hours. Exactly, yeah, sometimes it's really fast. And then other times it's really slow. I don't know the rhyme or reason behind it. There is probably reasons. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just have to wait a bit. So um, basically like set it up at night and then check in the morning and then, you know, check after work or something like that. And it'll probably be up. Um, but don't freak out or, you know, think you did something wrong if, if uh, you go to your domain and it's not really working. And yeah, it's probably one of the, the few things on the internet that isn't instantaneous like instant gratification. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think it's because it needs to um, send that information to a bunch of different um, DNSs um, to basically route because yes. they need to know, okay, when someone types in knickknacknerd.com, how do I route that to an IP address and like where are things actually hosted? And it needs to like basically put that information out to every node in their server. And I think that just takes some time. Yeah. It has to get propagated to literally every, every, like every route yeah. on like every endpoint on the planet it has to be able to type that in and, and for it to get directed to the right place. So it has to propagate everywhere. And that can sometimes take some time. Yeah, It sounds really cool when, when you say it like that. Um, and I, I don't feel bad waiting for, you know, like five hours or something. Because it's, it's literally, I hit a button and that information just, you know, flood fills across the globe. And, uh, you know, it, it actually sounds pretty impressive when you say it like that. So I guess not everything needs to be instant. I guess that's what we've learned. The faster they can make it, the better. I agree. I want it instant. <laughs> <laughs> I want everything instant. I want everything instant. Isn't that the way, you know, our, uh, our generation is? Um, well, certainly the new generation, like my kid is going to want everything. I, I don't even know how that's going to go. Everything instantaneous. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Um, I don't even know what's going to happen in 10 years, but it's going to be nuts. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe the pandemic never ends or maybe the pandemic ends and, and people just like for, forget about meeting in person and we all just become holograms and avatars and... And maybe that's how the human race operates from now on. I don't know. I read a tweet the other day and this person was saying like how watching old movies makes them anxious because people are standing so close together. <laughs> so like you, ne you never know, like maybe people just never stand close to each other again. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, you know, we, we've been through this before as a human race. There's been tons of pandemics and, you know, we, we've all corralled together. We're, we're social creatures in the end. So, well, most of us. So, um, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll get through it. Um, so, yeah. Oh, we'll get through you it know, for sure. Ten bucks. Ten bucks a year. You can do that. It's less than a dollar a month. 
Ten bucks Canadian. Also. Ten bucks Canadian. That's right. It's basically Monopoly money. That's nothing. Um, it's actually cheaper than the board game Monopoly. It yep. is. Um, you can start. <laughs> yeah, I won't even get into the whole um, internal currency thing because you're actually you're you buying buy mon- Monopoly, Monopoly money with real or, money. Or host a podcast for three years. That's right. And you probably want to host a podcast for three years. Hang out with your buddy, drink some beer, and and uh, catch up and chat. So yeah, ten bucks. Equipment yeah. free, software free, hosting free, domain name a little bit of money. That I haven't figured out a free version of it. I don't think that's possible just because scarcity. Yeah. So if you I if guess. you do host on GitHub, you get a uh, whatever your repository name is. So let's say that we had a, a repository called Knickknack Nerd. We could have knickknacknerd.github.io. And still, like that's that's or, not a terrible domain name. Um, so you can actually get how, away with How it. Netlify works also is you could have like your your podcast name.netlify.com. .netlify.com, yeah. Is what it would be. Yeah, so you yeah. can get a, so that's called a subdomain. So you can still go ahead mm-hmm. and do that if you don't care that there's .github or .netlify dot whatever. Um, and yeah. just not pay ten bucks. So it could be completely free. It can be actually one hundred percent free if you if you can stomach just that. Change the title if you can stomach it, or if you just want to. If you would just rather pay someone, <laughs> yeah. But um, we we just like the simplicity of you know knickknacknerd.com. So you know we'll pay ten bucks. It's monopoly money, as Anto said. Like it's not it's not really that much. So um, there you have it. How to start a podcast for ten dollars. There you go. Tell your friends. Set it up. Start a podcast with your buddies, and uh, start your own podcast. Send us a link; we'd love to hear it. Yeah, yeah, please do. And uh, I hope to get out um, my podcast editing software. I'll, I'll probably throw it on Reddit, and uh, you know, I hope people use it and give me some feedback on it. And um, hope it saves everyone a lot of time as well. And you know, yeah. throw it on Reddit. We'll throw it on our, our website for this podcast. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, so you can obviously visit our website, knickknacknerd.com. Uh, we'll have the show notes up there. Um, you can send us an email, hello at knickknacknerd.com. Uh, we're on all the social media, um, although, you know, sometimes we post, sometimes we don't. Um, we're not... We're hard to reach. Yeah, we're not... Don't, uh, be, don't be discouraged if we don't answer back right away. Yeah. Uh, we're not too big on, on social media platforms. Um, but you know we check email and all that um, you can find us wherever you find podcasts um, you know like it rate it review it tell your friends uh, I'm Greg I'm Anto thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time we'll be right back.